bros, bras, aka ladies, and everything in between. We're here with Chad Stocking. Woo! And Megan Haynes, which is a little out of earshot. Hines? Hines. Hines. Oh, well, this is a very special pre-podcast breakdown because it has nothing to do with Crater Lake, which we're currently at right now. Oh, did I mention Duncan? There he is, huffing and puffing. Now, this is the, the pre-podcast breakdown for Matt Nevins and I, Aaron Gertz, talking about black holes, space holes, white holes, holes, and uh, just everything. It's pretty much a, this episode's pretty much a ripoff of Star Talk, except we don't know what we're talking about, but we use big words sometimes, and you know what? I think it's a pretty interesting, dare I say, interstellar conversation. You like that, Chad? I do, baby. Give me three. Bia! 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 Wait, wait, where's the third? Bia! It doesn't get much better than that, folks. Bia! Enjoy the goddamn show. Take me home, country roads, to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Take me home, country roads. That's all I got for you, buddy. That's all I that got. Beautiful. It has nothing to do with the subject matter. But first, identify yourself, Earthling. Matt Nevins. Matt Nevins. This is your second rodeo on this slilly, slappy little podcast. Yes, indeed. Thank you for being here. Let me, let me open up this bood light. Ooh. It's a sound. Because we're talking space. We're talking cosmic questions. We're talking cosmic queries, galaxies, universes. And I realized this today, you know, we're a couple of dudes that could easily be outside on our backs, covered in mosquito spray. Staring at the stars, the infinity of the universe. And you know what? You can't spell gaze without gaze, you know what I mean? It's a couple of dudes enjoying the stars. <laughs> yeah, brother! We're starting this one off hot and sp- p- 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 I say. I am so sorry for that. We're, but yeah, uh, I was watching on Netflix recently. It's called Black Hole Apocalypse. Not the porno, but the actual intellectual, intellectually stimulating documentary on of course black holes and this giant gravitational wave that was released by two colliding black holes that took billions of years and then the LIGO it was it, it kind of looks like the CERN super collider but it's made by these uh, two guys in the United States took 40 years hundreds of million dollars to process and they use light manipulation and sound waves and a couple years ago this one dude that was operating the machine was like, you know, it's my last hour here. I'm just going to I'm gonna pack it in. And they turned off all the equipment and all that buzzing and humming of the equipment, everything stopped. And because he did that, they were able to capture at the perfect time, that very day, the gravitational wave that took billions of years to finally reach Earth. And it just sounds like a little whoop. And that's it. And that proved the existence of black holes. And those two guys won the Nobel Prize. Wow. Sorry for yelling. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. How many wows? How many wows would you give three, that? That's a three wow. Wow, wow, wow. Three wows out of out of five or ten? How do you usually calculate oh, man, that? out of five. 
That's like a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten wows. Wow! 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 Got an o- Owen Wilson. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, with all the hum of all the machinery and everything, who's to say that there wasn't gravitational waves blasting through all the time? But with that's the true. hum of all the machinery, they just never picked it up. There, that was one of the caveats, I might I did, say. I did read about recently they about about a couple of giant black holes colliding and, and merging, basically. That is impressive. Just when they start talking about the sheer size of these, they're super massive black holes, and then they have ultra-massive black holes, which would essentially encompass Earth all the way past Mars. That's, That's all? Big. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Considering the infinity of the universe, not that big. Whatever's big out there, there's always something bigger. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, they could like consume galaxies, solar, I bet. Like a, yeah, a oh, galaxy absolutely. Like a solar system. Guarantee you there's world eaters out there. There's galaxy eaters. Destroyers of sentience. So I'm just, it blows my mind. Something fierce. <gasps> I get off on it. Yeah, I, it, very interesting. I've never been so fascinated by something I know so little about. There's that quote where... If you think you know what you're talking about in astrophysics, you don't know anything about astrophysics. We know nothing. Perhaps the human mind is not designed or incapable of comprehending what we need to know for interstellar travel and just getting to that next tier of civilization where we harness powers of the sun and then finally reach interstellar travel. That speed. But how do we do that in these meat bags that we call bodies? I don't get it. Well, something comes to mind. I mean, there's, you know, I think interdimensionally, possibly we could, if we could find a way into another dimension, maybe wouldn't be beholden to the same physics that we're dealing with in our reality. Exactly. All right. That's, that's my guess at what's on the other side. That's one of the questions we can get to it and come back and keep coming back. We'll round back to these questions. But on the other side of black holes, through that singularity, I feel like there's different dimensions or some kind of parallel universe. But there's something else on the other side, because when they show you how it bends gravity, it almost looks like a tube that could open up somewhere else. Because they quite literally say that black holes defy the laws of nature and what we know to be true. So why would it be impossible to defy the laws of nature? We just... Don't well, understand we don't it. know what they we are. We don't understand yet. it fully yet. I'll say, relative to our comprehension of what nature can and cannot do, or whatever, I'm trying to use big words and some. I mean, nature's smart. gonna do what it's gonna do. We just gotta try to figure out how it does. Does that's the task. Indeed, that is the task. That would be. You wake up every day. You know, we're we're just having a general conversation about this for and giggles. But for this to be, you know, you need grant money to get paid and you need to figure stuff out. You need to show that you've been grinding and that your experiments are... Got to show your work. Somehow get, you got to show your work. I hated showing my work after an essay. That would essay. suck. Essay. After a work cited page with an annotated bibliography. Get it out of here. Is my opinion not enough, Teach? Shouldn't my grade I, be warranted yeah, I don't, based I don't on my opinion? But survive doing all that. Uh, I have some questions. Would you like to... Here, yeah, cosmic. Let's, again. let's yeah. get to these cosmic. Fire cues. away. I'll be using my Owen Wilson. Wow, sound effect many a time. I'm trying to get in more movie clips and sound effects. Wow. To delight the audience, they will be delighted. So uh, let's see here. Ah, yes, the question I asked pre-recording. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 
How do you think the influence of science in society, say mainstream, how do you think it would have been affected if Carl Sagan and Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson weren't as charismatic or able to speak the language of us small folk, or us commoners, us peasants? Because they're able to explain it in a way that is no less confusing, but it's somewhat digestible if you rewind it about 10 or 12 times. Because they do, Carl Sagan is such an amazing speaker. His blue dot monologue at the end of his version of the Cosmos. Neil deGrasse Tyson is very, he's modern, he uses social media, and he's able to convey these outrageously complex theories and thoughts and ideas to a small folk. Do you think if they weren't around or they're just your average nerd, couldn't speak for, with it for how that yeah, would I affect mean, society? I, oh, for sure. I'd say they have a huge impact. Um, yeah, no, I think that uh, they're hugely impactful. And, you know, especially with how complicated things can be now or, you know, even advances in science, it's, things are it's crazy. The amount of technology that everybody has, like, in their pocket, oh, in their hands. And we take it all for granted. Work, everywhere. The power kind of surged a little bit here in the lunchbox. You're just recording this, right? This isn't going out. The NSA ain't listening yet. Them. Let them listen. Nah, I mean, it's not live, but, internet, but a little bit. I mean, they're listening to us on our phones anyway. <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers! We're talking about issues. It. They're like, get these guys. It's all good. Especially with, I don't know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is engages with the social media and stuff like that, um, and puts a lot of stuff out there that, like you said, it's a, he he puts things in ways that mo more people can understand it he speaks english and yeah i mean if 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 you ever spent any time on like a college campus or talking to anybody in any of those science departments like it's almost like they're speaking different language if people can understand it they're more likely to be interested in it you know have more conversations and, about it and and uh you know they have very personable you know, personalities, you know, they just generally are likable people, mm -hmm. you know, rather, or, you know, I guess relatable or just the way that they talked. Right. And people, you know, saw them maybe as a scientist, but more primarily as like a communicator. Isn't that funny that the human race values someone's ability to present how to speak so much more than what they're speaking about, perhaps, because... The subject matter that they're speaking on is, I'm not going to say it's dull, but if you get some monotone schlub up there that does not have any zest, people don't follow it. But when you get these influencers, these charismatic dynamos like uh, JFK, an amazing public speaker, Obama, amazing public speaker, it's like humans, they want to show almost. They, they want the theatrics. They want to be emotionally invested in what they're learning in. That's my take. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean... All kinds of different people in different fields and stuff are, you know, can connect with people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's definitely a certain kind of personality that can just, like, connect with people. You know, so many different people, like, on different levels. You know, there's not a lot of people that have that ability, and some people right. do. Some people don't. 
you know, public speakers. Some people yeah. couldn't get a word out, you know, standing in front of a crowd of people. You got your Gandhis and you have your Hitlers. Amazing speakers. <laughs> Amazing influencer. I, I don't mean that in a joking, sadistic way. Oh, like, man. I mean, when been, you think I've about been how he was. the blueprint he, for Armageddon. Blaine, again. He brainwashed a nation. But uh, well, we'll get. Honestly, that World War II can be another podcast. Yeah, I'll write oh, it down, sure. sir, because I went to the museum in New Orleans. Holy shit. But again, podcast for another time. Uh, but I, I totally agree. Like they have their skills, and I feel like they realize that they had a responsibility to use their public speaking and communication skills yeah. to get to just science in general to be influenced because it's so. Well, I, don't think, and, I, I think it's undervalued. The way that that he uh, he really shows like a lot of emotion. Like he's really passionate yes. about what he's talking about. Absolutely. Whereas that, I think a lot of people. Um, I don't know. I've sat through, you know, biology lectures and, you fall asleep. and all kind. Of, yeah, no, and they're just very dispassionate when they're talking about it. Like no emotion. Like these are the facts, and that's all that I'm gonna. That's all I'm here to talk to you about is just the facts. Like not have any kind of have any emotion towards it or anything. I feel which like when is is definitely important. So oh, you yeah. don't have some sort of you know personal bias when you're you know being a researcher, but when you're communicating. And that's your job, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have some passion behind it. And I think that that feeds into it, too, for sure. That's a great point, because you never remember your dull teachers or the bad teachers because you associate such negative emotions. But some of my favorite teachers, Mr. Shuttleworth, Mr. Stark, Senora He, they taught in a way and so passionately is when that information was received, I associate it with that passion, with this excitement that I'm learning it and this is what the information is. And when teachers are able to ex expel their, their passion, their aura into the students, hopefully it's more receptive and it's easier to recall when right. there's excitement sur surrounding it. conveys a level of importance. Mm -hmm. So it can, rather than just reading some words off of a page, you know, it's not just what you say, but how you say it. If the if the preacher isn't interested in it, why should I be? If they're just dull, I mean, some people are smart as hell, but unfortunately, they're just socially awkward and need better communication. Like, like in uh, a Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe is an absolute dweeb. Can't talk for for beans. Schizophrenic, even. No, and yeah, he's just I mean, there's brilliant. It's just hard for him to communicate. Brilliant people that are, you know. They have brilliance in one in one way of the mind, but not another. I haven't heard they're socially inept, and you know, but they're brilliant in other ways. So they're they're blessed, you know. They have their strengths and weaknesses, uh, the multiple intelligences, as Einstein would say. I haven't heard met, I don't think really any recordings of his speech of his or or videos. I mean, I've seen quotes, I've read them, but I'm not familiar with his voice or his his uh, disposition. Who's that? How it Einstein? Well, English wasn't exactly his first language, so no, probably nine, 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 not eight, not ten, nine. <laughs> 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 but brilliant effing guy, though. Yeah. Can you imagine being that smart, that intelligent? And you're like. I have this crazy. responsibility crazy. to do. I'm surrounded by idiots. I'm not even that smart. I'm surrounded by idiots. God, lordy, lordy, <laughs> can you imagine just 
and to be socially accepted, you have to dumb yourself down or dumb your conversation down in order to be well, accepted. Yeah, I mean, which yeah, that I mean that's true, and that's why surrounded by idiots. People, that's Marty. why that's why people like that are, <laughs> are important mm-hmm. to be able to convey, especially you know as technology. And science advances faster and faster. You know, you got to have people that can talk to the unwashed masses and, and enlighten them every now and then in a language they can understand. How funny enlighten is also a synonym of manipulate, perhaps, all the sheep out there. Enlighten. I mean, it's all about the phrasing, baby. It's all propaganda now. When you really think about it, communication skills are far more dangerous or sinister if used in the wrong way. Like I said before, Hitler. It's all of, I mean, yeah. it's all about how you look at it. But all right, we're going to stay on topic, dude. But I feel like that's somewhat related. We're talking science and whatnot. Um, we've moved on for from the influence. Uh, what do you think is on the, the other side of black holes, those singularities? Is it an afterlife? Is it only one alternate it's white, dimension? It's a white hole sandwich. You think that's on the ass end, the other side of the coin? Of course. What is a white hole from what you researched? You, you texted me about it the other day. What, what, what did you find out? I haven't done out? any research. This is what I have put together in my own stupid brain. Stupid brain? Like is, it's sleeking I through mean, your ears. So, so a black hole... All light and matter is sucked into the black hole. Nothing can escape. It's insane gravity. Mass and energy, like, that that never goes away. Like, it Mm -hmm. always, it just goes through some sort of state change. Correct. You know, there's, it just turns into something else, you know. But it never ceases to exist. But it never, yeah, the balance is always zero. Right, right. Um... So something has to happen to that. That's what I'm thinking. Something has to happen to that. In my opinion, that it spits out and it's like on the other side of it, it's like a big bang. Another big bang. Dude, I literally where, wrote that where down. Where did all... I literally wrote that down as one of the questions. I'm not is, a scientist by any means. I totally just came up with that idea on my own. I mean, totally original. Somebody else has thought of it too, but I mean, that's just what what I've put together. No, I mean, I, something has to happen to that light and matter. Where does it go? Where does it go? It can't just be destroyed. I, I was thinking, I wrote it down that out of the ass end of a black hole, it's that infinitely small point that right? just immense and infinite gravity are there. That has to. Where does the gravity go? If it's sucked in, everything that you said, it gets it's sucked in and out of a white hole. I mean, what do they say about the Big Bang? It started at the point that is smaller than the head, the, the head of a pin. Yeah. Kind of like the singular point of a black hole and like not the other can, end. It's funny. I was listening to some Star Talk. Star Cosmic Talk. queries on the way here. Yes, Somebody sir. was asking something to the effect of um, how is it, you know, to basically for Neil to lay it out, like how it can all this matter could have existed in such a tiny space and i just thought wow that's interesting because i think that that tiny space that's like the center of a white hole which is on the other side of a black hole which sucks down all this matter compresses it through this tiny little space and it comes blasting out at high in a big bang in big bang so every black hole is a potential place at all times So, the definition of a singularity is an infinitely, infinitely small point, right? 
I, I just, have no idea. Hold on, I think I'm I actually looked it up. Completely uneducated. <laughs> I've we are humans. Some of these words I use, I don't even know the We definition. are entitled to our ignorance, sir. All right, so singularity. The state, fact, quality, or condition of being singular in physics and mathematics, a point at which a function takes an infinite value, especially a space-time where matter is infinitely dense, as in the center of infinite, a black yeah, hole. Yeah, infinite value. So I'm thinking out so that other end is a Big Bang with the infinite the infinity of the universe. Why is, why is nobody listening to us, Sandy? I don't know. We're listening to each other, and that's all that matters. But is our universe, by definition, a singularity as it is infinite in all directions from where we're at right now? Because no, you're the center. Because of it's not infinitely dense. It, is density, all, do you think, is a all, prerequisite? When it's passing through the black hole, it's infinitely dense. Oh, I hear you. Because it has to pass into, dare I say, impossibility and, and just spews how, out the other side and re expands. I don't know. The the entropy train just continues humming along. Entropy. What's the ex uh, opposite of entropy? What is it? Where everything, di the disorder can entropy is disorder, and then entropy is the ever moving towards disorder. Yes. Yes. It's the Joker. Anarchy. So, so everything is twisted all apart, going into the black hole, blast through the white hole big bang and all of a sudden everything starts to become organized again and then it has to be is that what a white apart. hole white hole is is a big center of a big bang i that, that's my opinion i, I mean i'm sure some scientist has done has somebody that's brilliantly smarter than i am has, I? has researched this but I, this is just me pulling it out of my ace I know it looks pretty weird because you're naked right in front of me, and you're just pulling these facts. <laughs> you see with... where I'm pulling, dude. See, you, hold on, hold on. You got these sticky notes. Yeah. Ooh, there's the quadratic equation. Think of <laughs> that one. Oh God, give me c squared plus a squared, and give me b squared, and then you can give me d squared. Zing! Shame! 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 I wouldn't be surprised that there's another world, another universe or existence on the other side of the black hole. Just a Oh, absolutely. A bi another big bang taking through, place. If you had a way to look through a black hole, you'd be like looking through that like that's a wormhole. Yeah, that's Boom. what that's yeah, yeah. I think that. Oh, I haven't written down any wormhole questions, but I think a black hole is the closest thing we'll ever see to you mean a that's wormhole. That's going to be the closest thing that we're ever going to get to like faster than light travel. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can ride a gravity wave, which I don't know if you've seen Bob Lazar UFOs in Area 51. I listened to his podcast Enthralling. uh Rowling. Oh yeah. No, I thought I I I don't know, I believe the guy. <sighs> Got to take it with the but, grain of salt. I what mean, if he could I've be a robot? Of, For all I we mean, know, he's a robot and programmed yeah, to be like, oh, I'm getting migraines. Well, maybe we're in Bobby. the Matrix 2 sandwich. I am the Matrix. The Matrix sandwich. Next question, per your request. <laughs> Is the human mind limited by our comprehension? Is our evolution, our very isolated piece of pie in this universe, a.k.a. Earth, uh, we're just we think in three dimensions. We know there's other stuff out there, but can our minds only comprehend so much? Only it, people that you know of think in three dimensions. Very true, very true. But uh, say, say the smartest person on Earth is, or just in general, or ever will be, is our are our no, brains I, only capable of so much you can knowledge? Call me a conspiracy nut, but I think there's people that are communicating with you know 
further dimensions than than what we're at. Is it by their well, own like merit? A dozen. There's like a dozen. Is it by their own merit, or did something reach yeah, out to no, them absolutely. first? They're taking crazy amounts of psychedelic drugs. Oh, well, and, that is and another communicating can of wormholes. Communicating hey. with other dimensional beings to somebody else. We're the other dimensional beings. Yeah, I mean, why do they always have to be some Back. sloppy sci uh, sci-fi uh, monsters? Per, you know, science fiction, but I, I feel like technology hasn't yet caught up to our imaginations. But if we can imagine it, I mean, good lord, Da Vinci See had all these war, these war machines drawn out hundreds I of mean, years ago, Egyptians and look at us now. were drawn helicopters, like, whatever, Egyptians. 2,000 years ago. What if they're tapped into the afterlife? What if, what if after, through a black hole, maybe there's a, that's the gateway to the afterlife of whatever that is. It could be anything. But where sandwich, like really, like the closest black hole, which I think, what there's a black hole at the center of every galaxy, right? Yes, yes. And then there's some that are outside, just floating, free balling, free balling, free So, so even if you could use a black hole as a wormhole, what's the closest black hole? It's got to be multiple light years. We got to get there first. So it's like. Yeah, you could jump halfway across the known universe, but if you got to go five light years to do it in the first we'll place, we'll be dead. Like, yeah, that. that I'm thinking unless the unless we're also riding some sort of anti gravity, or you know, like riding a gravity wave, like Bob Lazar posits mm-hmm. that he worked on at Area Fifty One. Here's a science fiction book for you. Are you ready for it? My idea of the one way that, say, we don't discover light speed. We send out a ship, and kind of like Interstellar, we uh, have fetuses in there, clones of these amazing scientists, their their physical bodies, and so they have to go light years. Only by... The, the computer will judge by the time... It's like, all right, we have, say, 40 years before we get there. Let's start growing the humans. And then we transcend those scientists intelligence in a computer and then once they reach their destination the black hole the clones pop out of their vessels their transcendence is reinserted into their brains oh i'm back i'm here like nothing ever happened although i'm a clone because my regular self wouldn't survive this trip like that has to be the only way why do you need to have why bother with clones why do any like how much resources does that take if we're at the point where we can clone and do all clone, that. I mean, if we're at the point where we're doing interstellar travel, like, they're going to have that figured out. Why worry about the and why the flesh? worry about that? Because there will be some sort of reversed aging kind of thing that they've done at, like, a molecular level. Oh, yeah, where they don't have to worry about clones. I'm thinking too small. But hear me out on this. The flesh holds us back. The flesh holds us back. Oh, it's yeah. our minds, it's our existence, our sentience that can travel through no, I mean, other places, that can time travel, travel yeah, through space. I don't know how realistic it is, but, I mean, there's people talking about uploading their consciousness to some sort of supercomputer or something like that, and <laughs> and just, like, your body, your mind is separated from the body, and just now you live in some sort of cyberspace. I think I mean, it might have been us body. that were talking about it last time, where the human race will evolve to the point where the physical body is no longer necessary, and all human existence, all human sentience, 
has been uploaded digitally into the singular essence of being where it's all humans and there's no need for flesh anymore so we could just bounce around just be this all-knowing this ever-present and intelligent super robot robot would be supercomputer that is all human thought knowledge just continuing to learn and run simulations computations binary out the ass Maybe harnesses the power of the sun, of suns, siphons a little energy, bounces around from each one, exploring, learning more, getting into wacky adventures. What kind of uh, yeah. science fiction have you read, Sandwich? Any? Over to my left, there's a book called Dark Intelligence by Neil Asher. I did not, I, I read about 30 I pages, and it just, for some reason, it just was not tickling me the way I would like. So I'd say the closest thing, I guess... It's futuristic. Ghost Recon uh, by Tom Clancy. Very good. Just futuristic weapons and whatnot. Not super sci-fi, but I guess it's fairly close. But I'll, I'll give Dark Intelligence another another look. See, it kind of yeah, bounced I'll around throw you a, a couple lot. Of classics. I got some Arthur C. Clarke. Or the Easy Read. Visionary. I don't want to yes. think too hard, Matt. That'd require no, effort. No, it's it's it's. They're very good. Very good? Really very good. How many wows would you give them? Oh, out of ten? Yeah. Like an eight. Eight? Wow, 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 wow. Owen Wilson Nine. wows or? Wow. 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 you like a whispered wow or are you more of like a wow, like loud? Like Let a people whisper, hear you. whispered wow but like wide-eyed. Wow. Wow. Yeah, like long. Yeah. Wow. There we go. That's pretty good. That's yeah. when you go to the Exploratorium in no, San Francisco. Actually, I, I, I snatched up a 2001 Space Odyssey Ooh. from one of the thrift stores up at Lake Tahoe, and I read that thing in like an afternoon. Maybe Gold like, mines those are in Tahoe. Yeah, For no, some was, reason, uh, they got the secret because sauce. Because I never really, you know, I read a lot of Stephen King and stuff growing up, and I read a few other authors, but I never really thought of myself as like some kind of sci-fi nerd or like a fantasy nerd or anything like mm -hmm. that, so I never, just really never went towards it the rules i, I should but really I read, read a handful them. of things and i'm really i dig it man uh, there's some really good authors <clears throat> for sure um isaac asimov i was just thinking you were talking about the um you know having like the all knowledge of the human race right he's got a story called the last question it's like why it, I'll, I'll send it to you it's like you can get it in a pdf it's like in the short story five pages give it to me excellent multivac Ooh. is the name of this supercomputer and it goes through the stages of how this supercomputer evolved and they're talking about entropy entropy how can you reverse entropy gravity that's the last question and then to bring everything back to a then, singularity yeah Uh, we're back. We're back. It's good to see what the other side thinks. It, and what uh, they're saying. That gives so you, you're not totally oblivious to it. No, you need to listen to all of it so you have a better and more well-rounded opinion of something or view on something because you'll hear it and you'll say, all right, I hear you. I still disagree because X, Y, and Z. You're not just saying, nah, 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 with your fingers and your ears and closing your eyes and spinning around in circles like a jackass. Why not hear out the other side? 
You know, you don't. You still. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Doesn't mean you need to prove so, them wrong. Children's books. Children's books, indeed. And by children's books, I mean I got another saucy question. What's your uh, first of all? Before that saucy question, what is your favorite sauce? If you had to choose one, like a pesto basil sauce, sauce, For what mayonnaise? For what anything? Yeah, sauce. Yeah, there's a very broad, like spaghetti. Like on. Is it spaghetti sauce? Is it pesto? Is it barbecue sauce? Is it Chinese food. It I mean, could be I mean, teriyaki sauce. What's your favorite sauce? Favorite sauce of What's, all sauces. Well, if you, I mean, it's got to be like a, like a like a meaty, chunky spaghetti sauce. If you had I to mean, take one sauce to rub on your nipples for the rest of time. Uh, you thinking some, like a chunky spaghetti sauce for that idea? I'd have to rub on the nipples to eat though, sandwich. Um, They'll be eating off your to nipples. If rub on the nipples, it'd be like some sort of like avocado, cucumber. That does sound pleasing. Soothing and what about to feel good on your skin? What, I don't. What about the sauce to know. put in your mouth hole? What's that sauce? That would be the teriyaki, spaghetti, chunky spaghetti. Chunky Meaty spaghetti sauce. Meaty. A little garlic in it. A little garlic. Crimson red. Mm, Lanzas. I can't wait for that in Tahoe this year. Mm. So, talking about human comprehension. What little there is. Do you think think we're at the limit of human comprehension? Is our mind even even capable? Yeah, that may be. I think we're close. It's like, I mean, we're not not... Finding new I mean, things and advancing technology. Exactly. I mean, we're still going. Technology's advancing ever faster. How can you say that we're at the end of our comprehension? I mean, there's definitely like whatever. Maybe I'm just impatient. Standing unsolved math equations and stuff like that. But there's always been that stuff. Right. Is the next step artificial intelligence? And do you think that we're just getting too uh, Elon Musk? We're all too uppity about the danger that AI could represent because I think hackers would if anybody would have a handle on things because I used to write for this company called Symantec and what cyber hackers the black hats are able to do is insane they can they can hack into infrastructure they can shut down nuclear plants they could dare I say they could hack into Tesla's if they wanted to ram that motherfucker into a presidential vehicle during a parade hackers and, and they keep learning so they that, so what happens is they get blocked in one attempt and cybersecurity is like all right we did it the hackers will find another way they're intuitive yeah, no, and they're, they're i yeah, hate they're to say it they're spots. bright as hell oh for sure hell um it's amazing so how are we talking about this the next step in human evolution is, is it artificial next intelligence step in human evolution yeah. is, uh, sorry i went off on a tangent i'm just it was fun to write about physically wise like our, our bot, will our minds have to evolve past this meat bag that we walk around in right now? You mean transcend our physical form? Yeah, are we, are we due to be robots or like upload our consciousness into some computer? Or will we, because what we're sentimental beings? The gets unplugged or the freaking power goes out. Because we're, I mean, our humans are not sentimental to a ridiculous degree at times. What if we de- develop a chemical or some kind of blood transfusion that keeps our skin organic, tougher, more durable, anti-aged, we're just these immortal beings with this highly advanced technology flowing through our veins. I mean, Boom, I another whoever book. Whoever wants to be immortal is going to have to transcend the physical. That's going to... I don't think the human I mean, mind could comprehend and, uh, 
Like we'd be like, all right, five thousand years, you're gonna get bored, and I don't think our minds are built hey. to withstand immortality. Everybody you know would die unless everybody's immortal with you, or there's some kind of change. We're due for these lifespans. Yeah, I mean, so you it's won't, you won't. that does not compute. I don't. Know, they still gotta find the cures for all the diseases that kill people. How necessary are they? I I, I, I sound like a madman. Like they can. I say that, the, but the aging of the cell. But if you're if you end up getting some, you know, I'm against it, dude. Got cancer or something like that. I mean, what good does anti-aging do? You're still gonna right. cancer. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna say that cancer. Like, I have a buddy. He lost his mom to pancreatic cancer, and it. It sucks, and no, I didn't mean it, to make a joke out of it. Oh no, 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 no! But I know that I, I, like the the death rate in that in the pancreatic cancer is super oh, high. Oh right? no, I, so I, it's I, like if you got it, you're done. Death you're sentence, done. You know? I was just saying that, be it as it may, how horrible it is and its effect on families, disease and natural selection are a huge part of what's going to keep this planet in check. There's way too many people on this planet. We're just eating everything. We're Polluting the shit out of this place, and we're just consuming all the resources, all I the mean, cheese. You know what? You know what? Though I mean, the, I say as the, I hug a tree, smoke its bark. It's not that there's not enough food to feed everybody, yeah, and not enough land to give everybody a house. There's just too many of. There's a lot of land. I drove through Texas, yeah, I mean, dude. But there's a but lot the of is, land. Is, is <laughs> there's a lot of land. I. Who was it? Somebody, somebody made the mic wants you, Matt. Like, well, well you need to, you know, oh, there's this, there's these, this African tribe where these people walk five miles a day to get fresh water. Dear God, like, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you move five miles so you don't have to walk five miles every day to get fresh water? Maybe it's so they it's don't, like don't the take Sam it for Kinnison granted. Joke is like making fun of starving Sam children Kinnison. in Africa. Like, you're starving. Here we're freaking throwing away half of the food that we're f-ing buying. Yeah, like move where the food is. Like you want me to ship food to you? Why don't you move where the food is? The fact is, like, there's enough food to feed everybody. Right. But it's just how you you, know, you got to figure out a way to do it. It's not that not that enough food can't be produced. It's that get, can't getting it to everybody. It to but we have the capabilities. There's just no money in it. It's like we can't ask these tribes to leave their ancestral plains, their ancestral home for generations. Why not? Because that's where they're like, that's, I bet it means a lot more to them. It's like sacred ground. What does, what does Henry Ford owe the Carriage Drivers Association? Not a goddamn thing. He invented something that was better than it. He figured out a better way to do it. Right. I don't feel bad about the freaking guy that lost his job because they don't make freaking horse whips anymore you know it's like yeah you had this great way of doing things maybe things were more plentiful in your ancestral time right. in that place but if you're starving and you don't have any clean water to drink like i don't know i think a lot of them are kind of some some war-torn areas too where like they don't have a place to go well i wouldn't say like it it would be a bad idea for the move that'd be incredible that they had they were all shipped to a refugee no, place got, in the United States move, or something. Like, gotta, I mean, but these starving figure out a way to, to to get more food to them somehow because it's not that enough food can't be produced. It's just we haven't figured out how, a way logistically to get it to the people that need it. And that's what needs to happen because they don't have the means to get over here unless they're kidnapped and smuggled in cargo ships. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Children's books. Children's books. <laughs> we're talking about stuff.
starving children in Africa on a well, fucking space podcast? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it goes there. It's this. Uh, think of the conversation as a nice, round, thick trunk of a pine. But sometimes you get spurred off, and uh, we create nice little pine what cone are we thoughts. About anyways, the, uh, the humans, the edge the, of human comprehension. comprehension. So I mean, even think about those tribesmen that. If they are tribes and they're told to move, which they should, just to give you closer to the food, just in correlation to having to walk five miles again, to but it. But then again, a lot of, you know, those hunter-gatherer, you know, tribes and stuff like that, well, you know, the water buffalo and everything was a whole lot more plentiful before poachers and all kinds. The white man. Uh, it's not necessarily the white man. I mean, there's plenty of non-white people doing some horrific things. I mean, of course, but... Come on, the United yeah. States was paved no, we're in. The, we're the the biggest boogeyman. The road that. to the west was paved but, in blood. But yeah, we should be able to figure out a way to. There, it's 2019. People figuring out ways to help people that. Need there are, there are one really cool. One last tangent before we go back. There's an ad campaign we saw, and people in this Indonesian community weren't getting enough iron in their diet. They're getting sick a little too often. So, a way that scientists or people decided to help them was here's this little brick of iron and they burn they they boil so many noodles and stir fry just put that little brick of iron and then it'll slowly dissolve and it'll put the iron that you need back in your diet and your bloodstream but they weren't they were using it but putting it under their table they just didn't care enough they're like why, why am i going to put this brick of iron they didn't, in they didn't understand or believe in what they were they just didn't they, they didn't care you know they didn't believe in it exactly so what happened was they did some research and found that fish are good luck in this culture's lore. So they whittled these bricks of iron into the shape of a fish, so it meant good luck. So everybody oh, took one. Okay, everybody took one. And it was it was cool. I mean it helped out. It was creative. Thinking outside the Figure box. Figure out a way to shape of a fish. Who would have thought? Humans talk about human stubbornness or just unwillingness to change with the times. You got dupe, bro. Fish is iron. Steelheads. <laughs> oh, you would have loved that baseball stadium in Vacaville. But that's another digression that we won't get into just yet because we got another question. We're going back to the multiverse theory. Like, if it's never well, thought of, would it still would, exist? Would it, regardless of if there's humans or, or even any kind of sentient being or anything, that's. I mean, aside from trying to find some sort of purpose of to all the to everything, you know, that's the it's fuel. It's going to go isn't through it? every iteration of every whatever cell to cell combination possible, which there's billions and billions, and that's that's how many multiverses there are. They're every infinite. possible. You know, combination of matter being put together, every possible version of the Earth. Say the Rocky Mountains are, you know, in the Midwest instead of freaking going through Colorado right. or something like that. You know, every possible combination. So yeah, there'd be every possible version of sandwich. So, do you think that every possible infinity in our mind is only based around our comprehension? Do you think it goes beyond that, things that we can't even think of? Like when I was saying earlier, just because we haven't thought of or discovered something yet, does it that mean it doesn't exist? Just because we haven't discovered yet? Like you said, the Rockies were there 
probably hundred billions of years ago, but humans didn't even know that existed until they walked across the ice bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the difference? Is it us seeing it? Do, do humans need to see it, observe it, and try to quantify it before it exists? So I guess my question is, is existence based on human comprehension? No. Long-winded no, question. I apologize. No, like, just like any, like, a a scientific fact doesn't care if you believe it or not. True. It's still a scientific fact. That's what it is. So, God. No. Until until humans discover them. Because existence, I guess, is based upon us, right? What do you mean? What we see. Because, so, that was actually another question. Let me look it up. Alright, so, existence. It's a noun. <laughs> the fact or state of living or having objective reality. So, I'm just saying... I think, therefore, I am. Exactly. And say a rock. It doesn't think, but it's, it still exists. Because it's there, it's present, it's... But... I'm just saying, if humans didn't exist, if human thought or no thinking ever occurred, therefore I am, would things still exist if we weren't here? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. What? I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, existence is based on what humans perceive. I I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, possibly. Maybe. I mean, if, if there's nobody there to observe it, who's to say that it even exists? True. Yeah, I guess Tree that's what falls I'm trying to in say. the woods. Yeah, nobody's yeah. there to hear it. Does it make a sound? Yeah, it makes a sound. I guarantee it makes a sound. Right. Just because we're not there to document it doesn't mean or there to experience it or whatever means that it never happened. Right this Even very moment that nobody's documenting, but is happening. There's a bear killing something and eating <sighs> it. You know. Was he having an elk? A moose? I, maybe. I don't know. A man. But there's all kinds of things that are happening, and just because we're not there to document it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. You know, the Big Bang happened. We didn't bang there and document that, but everybody's pretty confident that. that Matt, you fool! God created everything. What are you dumb? Six days. In six days. On the seventh. Big Bang still working on it, like the bitch that he is. Meanwhile, God, aka Dios, Allah. Or Ric Flair, whatever you want to call God. <gasps> Boom, six days, and was able to smoke a blunt on the seventh and watch no, the you Vikings. Know what? Actually, I had to. I don't know. I went to Catholic school growing up. Mm. And you drink the punch. It's been a lot. Of, I mean, of course. I had a lot but of punch. It seemed like. I don't know. I remember asking our priest about dinosaurs. Like oh, dinosaurs never were or not real or whatever, and like I was kind of a dinosaur nerd, a little kid. What do you say? And he said that like the Bible is is all written in like stories and metaphors to like teach you lessons, right? And how to live your life and stuff. He's like, you can't take it all literally just because the Bible said that it, the Earth was created in six days. You know, like you don't know what a day was. True. How long is a day in the beginning of time? Is it a billion, a trillion years? You know, how long is a day? Isn't it funny how... If there's no sun that you're, you know, spinning around, how long is a day? 
Because time is a human construct. A day is just how long it takes the Earth to rotate, right? What if you're not sitting on a planet and rotating? Is there such thing as a day? No, there's no such thing as time. There's no such thing as time. I don't know. That's just something I I remember that so clearly and it had an impact on me. Like, okay, well, so the religion and, and science can totally coexist just because we can't. There's, you know, not that God created everything in six days. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how we're here right now. But I don't know. It just had a, it just had an impact on me that, no, that like that was even like this higher power, but also believe in all the science and all the research and not and always want to be going for more knowledge and stuff um, and how that could like coexist. So I don't know that, you know, I just remember that. Um, if more preachers and if the media would portray it as much of just how rationally and well thought out yeah, that no, guy said it because all so the all the media like was... all you see are these crazy zealots holding uh, zealots might not be the right word but they're just holding snakes or they're just making outrageous claims they're holding up signs that say god god hates fags there's all the the everything that's all I mean, encompassing if, are just trying to make money doing oh that god too, you know if it, if are just trying to make money. A more well-rounded point of view was distributed and spoon-fed to the idiots that believe everything they see on the news or the internets. They would there would be a better overall representation, not only Catholicism but every religion. And I mean, I'm assuming every religion has well-rounded thinkers that don't give two to how, how you feel as long you li- as you live your best life as a good person. Yeah. They would never force it upon you. But to have science and religion coexist, there'd be a lot less hubbubba on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, going I wild. Mean, I... <laughs> Don't even get me started with politics. Co- talking about coexistence. Ugh. Well, I mean, I think I think most religious people don't, at least in the United States, don't really have a problem using the luxuries of technology. Here's a question my mom presented to me the other day when we're watching the black hole apocalypse. Uh, where they're talking about the black holes, and mom was like, "Hey, yo," she didn't say that, but it's like, "So does that does that mean like God exists? Because black holes exist, and they say with inside of them, like we said earlier, that nature is distorted, impossibility is abundant. So why so it's taking all the matter from one universe?" So if black holes exist and it could do all this, have this power of creation and destruction, why can not to God? I like it big. Because isn't that kind of indicative or all, all powerful and similar to what God would be like? If it is a creator, a destroyer, mover, or giver of life, godly? I mean, you'd be you'd be kind of saying that he's taking a very active role, or is is he just starting some machine up that he made? I mean, it's possible. It's possible he's is, working is on he a better design of humans while we're here. You're watching and manipulating everything all the time, or is he just cranks up the old reality machine for humanity? He's giving us like, a shot right it, now. Gives it 20 turns, and then, you know, that spins it for 10,000 years, and then, then everything comes crashing down when it yeah. stops, and he's like, Crank it up again and see what happens. Who's to say? Who's to say? Everything is possible. Anything is possible. No, I think we're definitely moving towards like a black mirror type future. We're there, dude. There's kids committing suicide because they're getting cyber bullied. One, I mean, it sucks. It's horrible, but we need to be 
stronger. Like kids need to be preached to that nothing that happens in school, like everything in high school and college to a certain degree does not matter. I mean, I wasn't bullied or anything like that, but just how seriously kids take high school, what the social order is, it means nothing in the grander scheme of things. Yeah, I don't know. I think Black Mirror. I think it's families, not not as. Uh, I think it's all the degradation of the family mm-hmm. is, is what's driving all that. Doesn't it just kill you when you see a family of four at a fast food restaurant, all of them are on their phones? It does. Doesn't that just bother uh, the shit out does. of you? It does. But if I'm sitting eating some Mickey D's or something like that, and I'm sitting there by myself or whatever, I'll just That's fine. bust out the phone. But if I'm yeah. sitting there eating with somebody, I, Rude. I expect that the, the phone is not going to be out. Yeah, it's it's disrespectful. And I can't stand it when I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody and they're looking down on their phone and take... I ask the question and then they take a solid 10 so, seconds to... So you're like on a Tinder date or something like that, and this mm. chick is just looking at her phone. I mean, granted, you're probably not even going to dinner, but if you were, and she's just looking at her phone, would you like dine and dash on somebody? Like I that? would send her a picture of Mr. Murphy and leave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to the uninitiated, oh. Mr. Murphy. So when you're when we're that. no no, I'll just I'll I'll give the backstory. Whenever we mention Mr. Murphy, just know we were. When you pick papers for eight hours at a time at the <laughs> landfill, the conversation you have with your compadres slips into the depths of madness. And we always talk about, hey, how much money would it take you to you know, run into a brick wall or do some lewd sexual acts for an un- undisclosed amount of money? So we decided, we, I mean me, we made this character named Mr. Murphy. This is be the guy that always has enough money to make you do what you said you'd never do. Whatever that may be. Let your minds go wild. Like I said, theater of the mind. Just, I don't know how I came across it. Maybe it was sent to me at some point, but... Uh, well, sandwich, uh, I didn't even know the backstory. Here's the backstory. I back just story. know what he looks like. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just as a prank, we found this, this photo of African-American sandwich, genitalia. Oh, well, now everybody's on, in on the inside joke. They're all outside. Now they're in. God bless them. Now they're going to send pictures of Mr. Murphy. To everybody. So just as a Your grandma's gonna listen to this, you know she might <laughs> she might send that to all the ants. <laughs> Can you imagine Grandma Barb just oh. Mr. Murphy bombs every <laughs> all the sisters? Let's go. So the prank is you just send this picture of this well endowed African American fellow to your friends and cohorts, and just in the middle of their day, it's unexpected. It's unbecoming, and I would be on my MacBook at work many a time. And have my phone sync to it and just messenger pop up <laughs> in the workplace. This well-endowed African-American fellow, codename Mr. Murphy. So we got um, we talked about entangled particles. We talked about that's interesting. singularities. I did not know that about Mr. Murphy. Yeah, that's the backstory. Okay, he's the guy that I just has know the what money. He looks like <laughs> big, <laughs> panoramic. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, we talked about black holes. We've been knocking off some of these questions. You know what? I have an idea. I found some quotes. Top 11 outer space quotes to ponder and inspire, and I would like to know how they make you feel, 
what they inspire and how hard your nipples get. Perhaps the number of wows for each. Quote. There's a pile over there. Next time, burp into the mic, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes! You're talented, sir. Quite thusly. You gotta entertain the kids. Keep them entertained. This is a PG-16 show. So, the first one. So, yeah. The universe a- is a pretty big place. If it's just us, seems like an awful waste of space. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Why wouldn't there be totally any more? There's, there's something else out there. There's everyone else out there. It's expanding faster than we can, than we can observe it. Good. We will never see all of it. We won't. It will be impossible by the current physics. Is it just like it's a bubble? So what is outside of what we can see? Say, so say the universe is expanding, like a peach. So the say the skin is what where the universe is expanding at this moment. All we can see is the core. Is there just non-existence on the outside, and planets just kind of manifest out of nothing? No, you you remember uh, uh, Men in Black? Yeah. The little collar that they're chasing after? Yeah, yeah. It's collar. Why not that? It just keeps going and going and going and going. Lord. All right. my Don't make my brain leak. <laughs> We're not done with this podcast Why yet. Why not? This is as good of an explanation Hell, as anything else. If that ends up being the case, I'll be like, well, I've got Tommy just Lee as Jones. much evidence for that as anybody else has for <laughs> anything else. And that is a true fact. Statement Well, not, maybe proven. not totally. I think that the well, thing, they've got a lot of data on that. Oh, that. But just ex- the explanation of what the infinity of the universe is. Yeah, the infinity. So, here's the next one. Matthew. Is it far better to grasp the universe as it really is than to persist in delusion, however, satisfying and reassuring? So it's just accept the fact that we're these tiny little creatures, insignificant in the overall scheme of things, or do we just believe to stay in our tiny little bubble and stay here forever because we're too scared to accept how small we are and what the universe really is? We're only as small as we decide to be. I'd say it's go big or go home. I mean, why not grasp it? It's there. Why pretend to deny the truth? Because it will always win. It's always going to be in the back of your head. So why not let that consume you? This truth. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Buzz Aldrin. You ready? Oh, okay. I like him. Contact light. The actual first words spoken from the surface of the moon when Apollo landed on July 20th, 1969, over six hours later. Neil Armstrong stepped onto the lunar surface and uttered the immortal line, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Contact light? I did not know that. What does that mean, contact light? Means they landed softly. I imagine. Oh, contact light. As in the way... They were pilots, right? Right. How did we lose that technology to land on the moon? We didn't, man. We've been to the moon a bunch of times. We have? How ignorant am I? Um, here's one. When I first looked back at the Earth, standing on the moon, I cried. Alan Shepard, American astronaut, talking about his first time on the lunar surface during the Apollo 14 mission in February 1971. Ah. When I first looked back at the Earth, standing on the moon, I cried. First man to cry in, in space? Maybe. His tears are just floating around? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be pretty emotional. Like floating Maybe crystals? Very good. That'd be a pretty emotional moment. Contact light. The culmination of, like, an entire 
life's work. You made every decision correctly. He was on the moon. When you make it to the moon, you are there for a purpose. You are smart. You are driven. You are brave as fuck to have the balls. Surprisingly, you didn't crash on the moon because your balls are so heavy. Of all those guys and girls. Balls are more of a metaphor, right? They're on gravity. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Here's one from a boy, Carl. The universe seems neither benign nor hostile, merely indifferent. But a very Stephen King-like quote. Uh, it's true, though. It's just there. It's not here to yeah. kill you. It's just this is it. This, this is reality. Enjoy the ride, mother flowers. Nah, whether Squirrel! you're looking micro or macro level. Being indifferent is indifferent. Perfect. Little kids get little kids get cancer. You know, babies die in car accidents. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. It does. You know, just like everywhere else in the universe. Some tigers eat their happen. young. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would possess something? Does that not defy the very definition of survival? What's that? To hunt, kill, just to eat and reproduce? Isn't that survival? That's the motivation of every yeah. living thing on the earth. Maybe they were found unworthy, therefore tasty. But... Carl, good God! To think these are very philosophical quotes. Oh, yeah, very are. good. They just they spur the imagination. All right, here's one. He's a very philosophical uh, kind of guy. Here, men from the planet Earth first set foot upon the moon, July 1969 A.D. We came in peace for all mankind. The words on a plaque left on the moon by Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Here, men from the planet Earth first step. Pu- Foot upon the moon, July 1969 A.D. Little did they know there's a plaque on the other side of the moon that was from there's the King Kong people. There's a monolith on the other side of the moon. A monolith. Underground? Yeah. No. No? No, like 2001. Really? Yeah. And on the moon of Mars. Really? Yeah. Says Buzz Aldrin. He saw it? Supposedly he told Alex Jones. <laughs> You didn't listen to the Alex podcast Jones. Alex Jones was on, was on Rogan? He was talking I listened, about it. He I, said, I Buzz Aldrin told me. And then they looked it up. I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it, so I didn't see what they were seeing or whatever. But Jamie looked it up. Of course. There is a monolith. They got a fucking picture of it. <sighs> that, be that as Phobos, it may. Phobos, the moon of Mars. Oh, I would. L- and he said, I you know, want to say he said there was another one on the moon of Mars. Dude, it tickles or, me. I'm sorry, on, on Armin. Yeah. That tickles me to no end. I love that that's there. And I hope we're able to discover more, learn more about those. When it comes to Alec Jones, however, the size of the grain of salt that I take with that (laughs) man's words, let me tell you this. I would not want that salt to pass through my urinal tract. I would not want to pee that motherfucker out. That would be painful and require surgery. It's a big grain of salt, I I guess is what I'm trying to say. I like his enthusiasm. It's like a snake trying to cough up an egg. Gross. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on these days, Sam. There really is. There and really I, is. I just, hopefully. Conspiracies really happen, man. Hopefully when we're all done, when we're, you know, worm chow, we'll get the answers. Maybe. Because we don't have to worry about these stupid bodies anymore. We just float around like. Black Mirror, the San Ramon or whatever. Oh, the little resort area? Yeah. That'd be something. You die and you get your 
consciousness uploaded to some freaking computer and it's just like man you're just living in a retirement home for the rest of your life or for the rest of eternity with that do you think that'd be weird, a man do you think that'd be hell after the first 500 be, years yeah i feel like it would turn into hell you're stuck there forever I mean, it's not like you're constrained by some physical form, though. It just says you can't decide, oh, I want to go check out something else. Do you think if your intelligence... ...something else, and it's a different experience. Hear me out. So, in Black Mirror, they had their intelligence, their sentience uploaded into the computer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Does your soul... Is it connected to your sentience, or does your soul go elsewhere, and your... The soul leaves, but your intelligence and your personality has been digitized and uploaded because i feel like it is their soul as the way the show portrays it that that's your transcendence that's who you are where's your soul i feel like it's separate it leaves like your body dies your intelligence can be copied that's just it copy i think your soul is more pure and can't be digitized and quantified and it goes into the infinite the fourth dimension Whatever that may be. Oh, here's a question before I get to the next uh, quote. God is omnipresent, right? Everything is made out of atoms, correct? Particles, like, doesn't matter what element it is. Doesn't matter where you're at in the universe. Atoms make up everything, yeah? I think, yeah, right. So is God the atom? Omnipresent everywhere. We are he. He is we. Something like that. Something like that. Maybe. Something to that. A facsimile thereof. Facsimile thereof. I love. I always love you for that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Why is God a cool thought? Be, why can't God be science? <laughs> People worship science as I if know. it was a religion, anyways. So. I like that. Uh, I think it was a Seth MacFarlane quote where he compares religion to science. Like religion claims itself to be true and without any evidence and just it's based on faith whereas science says something and then tries its hardest to prove itself wrong yeah whatever statement or thesis is made science will bust its ass to prove it wrong and to tear it to pieces because it's truth is what we seek i don't know i just don't know why they can't coexist i mean there's a physical world and then there's you know Religion isn't really based in the physical world. Check this out. Uh, The universe is not required to be in perfect harmony with human ambition. Carl Sagan. Human ambition? Human ambition. I.E. time travel, I'm thinking. Just being able to have floating cars or levitation. Yeah. Good ones. No, he's got a bunch of good ones. I didn't feel like a giant. I felt very, very small. Neil Armstrong, famous American astronomer, scientist, looking back at the Earth from the moon. Felt very, very small. Good. I'm coming back in, and it's the saddest moment of my life. By Edward White, American astronomer, expresses his sorrow at the conclusion of the first American spacewalk during the Gemini 4 mission on June 3rd, 1965. It's the saddest moment of my life. That's pretty deep. It has to come back in from space. Yeah. No, I mean that I mean that's gonna be the most nineteen sixty five life and it's ending. And yeah. We didn't that's even a sad moment. We didn't even have wheels on the bottom of our luggage at that point, I don't think. <laughs> and this guy's in space? Let's go. We're still using leaded gas. Leaded like gas. Savages. 
Dude, we didn't use pepper. We just used ground up lead. Let's eat it. Caligula, let's go. Every one of us is, in the cosmic perspective, precious. If a human disagrees with you, let him live. In a hundred billion galaxies, he will not find another. Again. That was good. Every one of us is, in the cosmic perspective, precious. If a human disagrees with you, let him live. In a hundred billion galaxies, you will not find another human. That could be false. But given the context, it's like live and let live. This doesn't matter. We just don't get it yet. We're so petty human beings. We're still knuckle draggers. Now it's only a metaphor. Just killing, killing that person, what does that solve? Nothing. Well, you don't have to hear their stupid voice anymore. That's what I'm saying. Could gag him or something. Gag him real good. All right, one more. Love you to the moon and back. <laughs> Why is that on there? <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> wow, anticlimactic was wow. that. <sighs> I'll give you a space quote. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. Um, Did you listen to the, the podcast about the making of Star Wars? No, I have not. Intriguing. Does it tickle thee? I think you dig mm. it. Dude, we've been talking for an hour and 18 minutes. 26 seconds. American Innovations. Oh, yeah. American um, innovations. It's about, like, inventions. Made oh, American Innovations. Oh, hell yeah. The guy that made rubber. I'll make rubber. Like tires. I'll burn Goodyear. rubber. Alexander Goodyear. Like, tells the guy's story or whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, that's good. I enjoy history. I enjoy these these stories that I'm told. Seems, seems pretty well-researched. High production. Yeah. How high? Not super high. Like Snoop Dogg or... Like a radio you know. program. Oh, that's that cool. high. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so silly. <laughs> uh, what I'd like to do to wrap up these podcasts is... Um, just kind of go over some takeaways. What were some of your takeaways today? <laughs> just so people can leave with the pearl of wisdom with a smile. Pad in front of you. I don't even remember what we Dude, were. Dude, I'm just drawing wieners all over this thing. It's not English. For me, just whenever I see a picture of how small the Earth is and just how infinite the universe is, we all need to take a step back and just humble yourself because we're all in this together. We're just these little meat bags living together. My takeaway is, because we're so small, let's all get on the same damn page and just, we all poop, Matt. doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter what your skin color is, doesn't matter how athletic you are, or what political affiliations you have or religious cults that you follow. Everybody poops. Yeah. Except for Kim Jong-un. Yeah. <laughs> He's a god. Everybody's had to have somebody else wipe their ass until they were like, Something, man. Until they were like three years old. The universe just has so much. How much have we learned is astronomy? Like you said, the Egyptians and how we use the stars to navigate. And just we're seriously one with the universe. We're nothing but atoms. This whole earth, everything here, nothing but atoms. We're just these organized. It's all organized in a very certain way, and this is how it looks. And it's all in our thoughts now. Way and looks different. That it is. Well, Matt. Thank you for coming in. Mm, this is always a good time. A couple of birds. It's always a good time with the lunchbox, eh? 
Yes, sir. Got you away from the wife and kids a little bit. No, the evening is my own personal time. You night prowling wolf. Oh! Uh, your own time. Can I get a howl? Oh! Howl off the moon, Matthew. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll get in someone to talk about some REI or something next time, or some oh, Tahoe. Yeah, well, we, I think we'll probably be, maybe we'll do the next podcast at Ooh. Lake Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> so Alright, coming up the second weekend, but I'm going to go up the first weekend. I'm just going to go we'll up get like something Friday going. evening, come back on Sunday. We'll get something going, mister. Yeah. Big time. Lonzo's. Lonzo's. Alright, everybody. Love ya. Bye-bye.